Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of Sorry for Your Loss, a podcast where we talk about talking about grief. Thank you for listening. I'm your host, Ellen Schwartz. The interview for this episode is one that is nearest and dearest to my heart. I sat down to talk with my mom and my aunt, my mom's sister, about the deaths of their parents, my maternal grandparents, but more specifically about their mom's death. As you'll hear, their mom died when they were relatively young, in their 20s. Um, So for me, it was always a known factor about their lives and subsequently kind of a factor in my life too. I very rarely pursued any conversation about her. Um, I think at first this was because I was young and I didn't understand why I would ask. Um, But then later I didn't ask because I didn't know how to ask. I didn't know what to say. And it felt a bit like a case closed situation, more of a circumstance than a thing to be investigated. Obviously, as I've grown older and now especially as I interview people and learn more and more about grief, I understand that not asking is pretty far off the mark as far as what you should be doing. Um, But because of this conversation, I'm now oddly excited for the future conversations that we'll have about my mom when she was growing up and what her mother was like and all of those things. We also talk about my grandpa Pat's death four years ago and how that was a very different experience for both women. And I have to tell you that I absolutely love these women. I frequently offer them to my friends as a substitute mom or aunt, which I'm not actually sure I've mentioned to either of them. So um, a detail perhaps overlooked, but if you are in need of an excellent mother or an excellent and supportive aunt, um, let me know and I, I will happily lend them out to you. One of the best things about having these two women in my life is how much we laugh. Their laughter and their light and their crazy storytelling skills and the emotions really come through in this interview. So I hope you love it just as much as I loved recording it. So without further ado, I hope you really enjoy this episode of Sorry for Your Loss. All right, so I'll just do my little lead-in and then it'll be obvious when we start. So Okay. Hello and welcome to Sorry for Your Lost podcast. I'm Ellen and today I'm here with a couple of my favorite guests, who is my mom, Susan, and my aunt, Linda, who are sisters. Um, So hi. 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 (laughs) Why don't you start by telling me a little bit about, I mean, I know, I knew my grandpa, so Grandpa Pat, I can talk a little bit about him, but I actually didn't know your mother because uh, she died before I was born. So if you can tell me a little bit about her, what would you want the world to know about my grandma? Well, we always um, felt loved. She had depression, which we didn't really understand when we were growing up. We just always thought that all moms took naps in the afternoon. That was just part of it. Um, but she was, we all, I, I always felt loved, mm-hmm. but um, I would always joke that I was raising my mother instead of her raising me. Um, Linda? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with, with that. But it, yes, um, you know, our mom was a caring and loving mother who also had a lot of emotional issues with her depression that later on when we were teenagers she was um our dad um had had her um i don't know the word committed's not the right word but she basically had a nervous breakdown true i forgot about and so i would say that as you deal with anything finding um the lighter side if you will and it's not that it can be funny but if i'm going to jump ahead a little bit okay so when um the day that our mother committed suicide we, um, your mom, Susan, was living um, in a house on her own. She'd already moved out. But so she didn't want to be alone that night. I went ahead and spent the night with her. And the following morning as we're waking up, there's a song that's playing on the radio. That's right. It was a song. I don't even know the name of it, but it was called She's, She's out, out of my, my Life. She's Out of My Life. <laughs> this is the first song we hear in the morning. <laughs> after we've lost our mom and it's a very it's a dirge of a song it's not it's a, horrible it's not a happy tune of my life. Life. it's bad 
And so we were, we woke up with that and just kind of, I don't know, it's not like we really, we had shared a room growing up. So it's not like this was the first time we'd woken up next to each other, but this was like, what? Turn that off. And it yet kind of, we, we've laughed about it ever since. And I don't know that we laughed that morning, but we probably did chuckle a little bit yeah. like, how in the heck like, okay. did that, was that the first song? But so anyway, so I would say though, in, in back to what your what Susan was saying, what she was saying is that um, to think that how Mary Kay Allegri's children have grown up generally successful, caring people is a testament to the amazing job she did despite her manic depression. You know, she was the our dad worked a lot, sun up to sundown, probably eight to he nine had, months yeah, out of the yeah. year. He had one day off mm -hmm. and. He was always gone on the weekends. He worked at that golf course and she raised five kids. We didn't take very many vacations, mm -hmm. but mom decided she, um, at one point she and dad had gone to uh, Arizona for a vacation and she just loved the Grand Canyon. She wanted us to see the Grand Canyon. So when um, I was in eighth grade, uh, in this was over Christmas break, we got to get out of school one day early. Oh my God, this was amazing. So they pack us all in the station wagon. Grandpa Pat drives and we get all the way to Albuquerque. I haven't, that's like 850 miles in one day. Okay. I, 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 it was just- We started very, very early in the morning. Yes, yes. Your grandpa Pat did not pack shoes. He was wearing shoes that his were slippers, slippers. His house slippers. and they looked like shoes. It's what he wore the whole trip. He, he forgot to pack his shoes. His shoes. <laughs> so I, we, we uh, get, get to the Grand Canyon. We have an amazing time, but the, we actually spend Christmas in Las Vegas and somehow our mother has packed Christmas presents for us. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How on earth, where they were, I do not know, but we had Christmas presents in Las Vegas for Christmas. I mean, she, yeah. she, she was um, as wonderful as she could be with her illness. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. But, you know, looking back on it, I think we can both see that she was not well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when, when Susan talks about raising our mom, I can also remember telling mom, her grand, her mother had died when we were in high school. Okay, so I think I was 12. And um, so however old mom would have been, but just mom was still dealing with the, the overriding sense of I didn't please my mother years after her mother had died. And I can remember trying to talk her through that. And I'm, like you said, we're in high school at the oldest, trying to help her understand it's so, you know, you, you don't have to please her anymore. It's okay to say that she was a hard mom and that she was kind of not that nice and trying to sort that through with her. But it's like as smart as a woman as our mother was in some ways, emotionally, she was not. And um, we, she died when she was young, I guess. She wasn't quite 50 yet. So 49. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 10 days shy of 49. Okay. Not that I ever kept so, back. <laughs> well, so I had just turned 23. Mm -hmm. And so Linda wasn't, she was still 20. 20. Yeah. So you were still 20. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we were youngish mm -hmm. to be dealing with this. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I think that the lack of knowledge about um, manic depression or what they call that's now yes. it's called bipolar, mm -hmm. there just wasn't much knowledge about it. And I'd say the other part that, and this is again my just sorting it through, it may not be fact, but you know, our mom was going through uh, menopause, I want to yes. say at that time, and they're trying, they don't know as much about uh, how to treat bipolar the way they do now with this lithium. I know, I don't know, there could be a bunch of other drugs, but lithium was the drug that they were trying at that time, but you'd have to get your blood checked regularly, change that medication, the amount of lithium that they were giving you, and then you add on top of that the emotional swings that would come with menopause, and it's just, it's a, it's a, roller coaster or can be and then you add you know so you have all of that so I just think it was just so Bad. much and her kids are leaving the house and, and she, yeah. you know she was a stay-at-home mom and she just couldn't 
quite understand, you know, I left the house and she just couldn't quite understand why I wanted to leave the house. And it's not that I wanted to leave the house. It was just time to leave the house. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I was, you know, it was, she perceived it as leaving her. Yeah. You know, it, it wasn't a rejection. You know, when you left the house, you weren't rejecting me. It was time, you know, you spread your wings and fly little birdie go, you know, <laughs> Yay, go! You know what? Well, it was wonderful. I was happy for you. Yeah. And but she, it wasn't happy. She wasn't happy for me. It, it was. It was. It was hard for her, and yeah. it was really hard for her. And she was just lost. But when when people uh, talk, you say so. Oh, you know. Oh, you're. You know. You. Oh, so your mother died. Oh, you know. She. Oh, she died. Yeah. Oh, what happened? It's like. <laughs> Oh, oh, she didn't die of cancer. (laughs) My mother killed herself. And to me, that's always been kind of something I've been ashamed of because, you know, it wasn't that noble death. It's taboo for, I mean, it's still, it still feels taboo. Seems kind of taboo. Yes, even now, Mm -hmm. I think so. I, I think it's being talked a little bit more. Uh, in the open now but it, it it is yeah it's like oh you know there must be something wrong with that family if mm-hmm. you know someone commits suicide mm-hmm. so um but i can tell you there's nothing wrong with us not a thing <laughs> yeah and and when when susan when sue and i were talking the other day i told her that just like what she's saying it's not easy when somebody does say oh you know how did your mom pass away and I have more recently because you understand you now we're talking 40 years ago this is you know forever ago that um I have a I'm better able to handle this and I'm able that so I usually respond now with okay (laughs) I'm gonna tell you and you're gonna feel bad she actually says this I thought she was just thinking this she says this out loud I say this because they're gonna feel it's gonna be awkward right after they find out yeah. And you can't do, I can't do anything for you now. So it's like, understand, I'm, I want you to know ahead of time, oh, I'm okay. And right. so by now, they're, they're, they're probably like, oh my God, what's she going to say? She must have got eaten by a dinosaur. <laughs> so, you know, by then, you know, by the time you're able to say that, because then it, it is, I watched it, because we'll say like for the, for the first 30 some odd years, I watched as people handled it. It's like, oh, okay. This yeah. isn't going anywhere. This is bad. This is hard. And then you, you're trying to help them feel yeah. better yeah. because we still don't know what to, what to do or what to say. You know, there's, when you think about how, you know, so after you get over that hump, I don't know that anybody's ever handled it extraordinarily well because we do still struggle with, you know, any sort of mental illness, let alone a suicide that would come from that. Yeah. Um, but I think that when you think about what you might say to someone, it would be, you know, a, well, talk to me about your mom. You know, what's, you know, what did you enjoy about her? You know, you turned out, you know, something that would be, you know, you're such mm-hmm. a wonderful human being. Talk to me about your mom. You know, she must have, done, you know, and maybe you might not always get a, a positive reply from somebody else or, you know, their mom, the dad, the loved one, whoever it would be, a spouse. Yeah, who knows? You know, yeah, a brother. They could have been friend. abusive. You know, our, mm-hmm. our mom wasn't mean to us. Mm-hmm. No. And she didn't hit us or anything. No, she was trying to sort it out as the way that she knew how. And that, I, going back to when she was in the hospital, um, when she had her nervous breakdown, I, again, this is just my little brain trying to sort it out, is that I thought she was smart enough to say to the doctor who was counseling her, the psychiatrist, psychologist, whoever that, mm-hmm. that, you know, she, she, you know, I'll say this because that's going to let me get out of here in a week. Oh. Yes. I'm, you know, so she, I think that, I don't know that she, that they were able to, or maybe we just still didn't know enough, but they didn't get dig deep enough because it wasn't yeah. even six months later that she died. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty much, it was pretty quick after that, that she would have died. Maybe, maybe it's a year and a half. Was it? Okay. Um, see, Linda was still living at home. Mm-hmm. And so this is probably a lot more raw to her because you were there and told her goodbye okay. on the day that she died yeah that and you know that's where everybody's loss will be different ellen because sue and i've talked about this as well that even though we both lost our mom she was biologically the same person to us our relationships were different and so what she was to me what she was to sam tim kathy sue 
completely just different. We were at different stages in our lives. So it was a different, it was similar and yet different. And yes, yeah, so, you know, we had that, the, the last morning mom was sad, crying, which was not an atypical thing. <laughs> it was pretty regular. Right. And there, and I have to, you know, I, one of the things that I had to deal with was you know, I have a, a very good friend, Janet, that I've known since grade school. And I was with her and her boyfriend, I think at the time. And I just said, you know, things would just be so much better if she would die. She would, you know, it's like, this is, she, she was just so hard to be around somebody who was that sad all the time. And you could tell her, I love you in the morning, at noon, at night. That's true. And yes. at two in the morning, she would wonder or yes. say, you don't love me. It's like, That's oh true. my God, That's I've yes. said it, I've That's said it, I've yeah. said it. Yes, I do. It just could not get absorbed. So on that last morning when she was crying and she said, um, you know, I don't think that I could take it anymore. And I was riding, I was doing a carpool with my friend Debbie. And I said, you'll be, yes, you will. You'll be fine. And Debbie pulled up and I got out of there thinking, oh God, just glad to be out of there. And then of course, you know, 12 hours later thinking, oh goodness, that wasn't the, that maybe wasn't the best <laughs> thing to have said. But that's where our grandpa Pat, for me, was the best thing. Because he very quickly said to me and I, you know, Linda, this was not your fault. Hmm. Your mom made a decision. She did not consult us. If she'd asked, we would have told her not to do it. It's on her. Wow. You know, how he handled his loss was different. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. yeah, like starting to date a yeah. week after we yeah. buried our mom. Yeah. But that's okay. It's what he, it's what he thought again, you know, it's That's all right. what he thought he needed to do. We talked about it years later and he, he felt like he needed to, he had a hole in the family that he had to fill and he dated one other woman other than um, your Grammy Barb. And, but she was a widow who had children of her own and dad's like, I, nope, she's got too many parts. I only need this one spot. filled. <laughs> I don't want to be messing with stepkids or, you know, dealing with that. That's not, no, I need somebody who's just, and yeah. that's so right. Played into that, played into that decision. I mean, not that there wasn't love there. And, and, and so, yeah. 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 I do just want to let you know, just as growing up that she was also very meticulous. Uh -huh. yes. And this is why you never had to make your bed when you were growing up. <laughs> Okay. Because you know what? <laughs> we made our beds when we were growing up, and that didn't necessarily make us a happy household. So, <laughs> that. Yeah, she, Sue, decided, <laughs> Sue decided that early on. Well, part of that, I mean, think of, you know, since, you know, with Ellen having Grandma Schwartz, that yeah, you saw well, Grandma I, Schwartz when I started to date so your dad, you know, the Schwartzes, it was a little, their house was not quite as meticulous as our house was, and they seemed pretty happy. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. That's where I think your your Susan, your mom, gets so much credit because she was able to see her way through that. Mm -hmm. She was able to see it's like okay, I can not that you know not that they're equal always, but you know I can look at this and see messy and contentedness yeah. and joy. I can see neatness and sadness, and she was able to see that. Yeah, and we decided to go with messy and happy. I know, but that's where, that's where our but that's where our mom wasn't able to purse her way through that. She wasn't able to figure stuff out, and that's you know. So as I watched, and you know, Sue and I've talked about this, but when Dennis was going off to the to the military, I was with her every minute because all I could think was, I want to make sure she's okay. Because what we'd watched with our mom having children move out and move on was not good so it's like i needed to <laughs> just not so much for her maybe but for me i need that's to a whole other podcast <laughs> <laughs> so um i guess i want to know then as well you know so your mom has died and now you are experiencing this experience and so like what helped you how did you support or were you able to ask did you know how like at that exact time i went to a counselor for a while and so we just kind of talked the first time and he asked me if I was angry at mom. I said, well, no, I'm not angry at her, but I thought for a while. And then I thought, you know, I am kind of angry at her. Mm -hmm. And so then I kind of dealt with that 
you know, it's like, yeah, I am. That makes me mad that she would do this. And so pretty much once I could admit that and kind of, I don't know if I wrote a letter to her possibly. I don't, can't remember or not, but once I could, yeah, it's like, yeah, that makes me mad and it makes me sad. And so once I could kind of admit that, then I don't, I think I only went, you know, maybe three or four times, mm -hmm. but just kind of, just to kind of get to there. And it's like, then I was okay with that. And, you know, Linda's just, you know, well, I, <laughs> I couldn't live my life without Linda. <laughs> it's a true statement both ways. <laughs> we, you know, we've done whatever we can to help each other out along the way. And yeah, you know, and just, you know, and dad, uh, grandpa Pat, you know, he's not perfect, but you know, it was, he's, um, he was there to help, you know, help listen. And we would go to dinner and just kind of talk about things. And Grammy Barb, she was really sweet and wonderful to us when, you know, she was very welcoming and, and really wanted to, uh, have the family together some of the things that barbara did to to help was she had there was a family picture that included all of us kids and mom and dad she left that out i mean how many how many second wives are necessarily going to do that on the they get married in october for that thanksgiving she invites our well that's true grant our grandpa shinners mom's our mom's dad and his wife to come over for thanksgiving because she had lost her own mom, her mom had died of breast cancer and at a, when she was relatively young. So I think that she had a, a deeper appreciation of what that loss was like. Mm -hmm. And that probably helped her then be able to relate to us just that little bit more yeah. um, and be sensitive to our loss. It wasn't a secret that your mom... Right, right, right. Mm -hmm. And when you talk, well, and when you talk about the, the being angry part, I'll back up to that for a second, was that... I dealt with that actually through dreams because there was, I had a dream where our mom was back and, but dad, again, because dad got married so quickly, it, Barbara was in our lives and, and I was angry with her. It's like, you cannot come back. I'm yelling at our mom. You know, it's like, you can't be here. We're trying to get on with our lives. You made the call, you know, mm. you're no. And I only had two dreams about her. The second one was she was in the dream and I was fine with it because I understood she passed on and I thought, okay, well, I've got that that one but I agree you I think you don't want to um, <clears throat> skip over or feel like you're too fine you've got to acknowledge that with any loss that there are the steps whatever the seven stages of grief I don't know what they are but I think there's seven and <laughs> I think the last one is acceptance and one of them is being angry yeah. and so mm -hmm. you have to go through all of those and sometimes you'll you know you might yeah. spend a blink and in it's there. not something that you do mm -mm. Mm -mm. you just they just kind of Right. And I did, my good friend Paula was, was there and, and she, her mom and my mom were the mm -hmm. best of friends. Mm -hmm. and, and so Paula was, was a very wonderful source of support mm -hmm. then and, and still is, is now. So that was, you know, I could talk to her about things too. So that was, that was helpful, but new people, it's just, <laughs> yeah. yeah, people really just don't, I don't know. So that would be the thing that we talked about is, you know, even if it's awkward, still asking, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, when you, you're a friend, you know, just still, still ask, you know, how are you, you know, ask after people. It's, you know, it may be awkward, but at least you know that I, I know that you cared enough to ask. Share some memories. Mm -hmm. Now, if it was a bad relationship, you know, that, that that's a whole other that would be hard. Mm -hmm. You ask the first time, and if it's the wrong thing to do, then they'll probably tell you. But at least I think the gesture is always appreciated. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. exactly right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I even started doing that because, Mom, you told me this. So, what did I say? What was my brilliant suggestion? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, oh, well, tell me about them, or like, what would they have done in this situation? Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. Not let it. Stop. Like once you, once the friend has mentioned their person to not just clam up and say, Oh my gosh, I don't know. What mm -hmm. Okay. And sometimes even saying that Ellen, I, you know, I don't know what to say, but I want you to know that I care. 
mm-hmm. that in and of itself, you know, what would you like to, you know, do you want to talk about it? And then, you know, they can make that call, but you've again expressed that. And, yeah. and it's, it's okay to say, cause when you've lost anybody, it doesn't matter. You never really know what to say when you're on the, when you're not the one who's lost the person, it's never, you never know what to say to the person who's done the losing. And mm-hmm. I've never really got that down. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, I, it's always a tough thing to say, you know, mm-hmm. do they want to be told they're in a better place. Not everybody thinks they're going to a better place. You know, do you want to say, well, they're out of pain? Well, yeah, but that's not, there's no, there, you, you know, there's nothing that's easy mm-hmm. about losing. No, you know, it's part of our life. Yeah. It's we're, we're lucky. But they've had, yeah. But they've had a good relationship. I just, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, or like, let's say it's Easter's coming up. Like, wow, what did your family used to do for Easter? You know, mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, because people do love to tell stories, you know, and you've never really heard these stories yourself, you know, and, and I don't know if that's, you know, because there was Grandma Barb and we never really talked about my mom or I, I, I don't know why we never had these conversations me either but we can start having them now too (laughs) like that's that occurred to me as well as I'm like prepping for this like I I think I just didn't ask because of all the you know of all the reasons I didn't the reason I'm doing the podcast like because I didn't know didn't know what to ask about wouldn't have known where to start just kind of you know was in my own head want to make you feel bad but yeah yeah, I know yeah and that's count it's it's yeah. a complicated situation where if you because I've not been through it I've not I've, you are my mom I still have you my dad is still around like I've not I've now lost grandparents and that's just mm-hmm. I mean, I'm 32 32 <laughs> <laughs> and I still have three out of close out of 33 there cutie <laughs> I don't know how old you are this is coming up for 25 um but like I'm 32 and I still have three out of my four of the th- three of the four grandparents who I've known, yeah, which is yeah. rare, but that's also not the same for me, at least it's not the same level of intimacy as it is with my parents. So it's like, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. yeah, that was a loss to lose grandpa Pat. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But it's not going to be the same as when you and dad pass away. So it's like, I don't know mm-hmm. the same acute, the same situation as everybody else. So it's like, to me, mm-hmm. I am sure that I will be very sad when that happens and I won't want to, it's like, why would I want to talk about what I'm sad about? And now just being more adult and more and seeing more friends go through it and just realizing that we like, yeah, I don't know what to do. Well, yeah. And I, and I guess like when you're little, it's like, oh, here, let me tell you about your grandma that you don't know, you know? So why, <laughs> yeah. And then when you, it's, I, it's, I, I don't know. It just kind of never, I don't know. It just never kind of a, a happened. Yeah. And I wonder too, if that's kind of like you, it is normal to you. And therefore when you told me it was normal to me, it's like, it's just a kind of like, okay. Cause you, I know that your mom wondered, you know, when do you tell your kids? Um, Cause she didn't want anybody to think I got sad. I committed suicide. Cause then, you know, kids get sad. She didn't want, so do you remember how? Yeah. Do you remember me telling you that your grandma committed suicide? Um, no, not specifically, but mm-hmm. I also remember it. I think that's my, my point about being normal is that I've always, I feel like I've always kind of known that it was, suicide. yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah. Also I've known that, that it was not taboo to me then at that point where it's like, anytime someone is said, it is just kind of like, well, I've, that's, it has affected my life to where it's like, well, I know that my mom had to process that. And so whenever that does happen. But at least then I had at least a small point of reference. So it's not ever been, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever felt as taboo about it as maybe like the whole of society mm-hmm. seems yeah. to think it well, is. Yeah, well, I guess I would hope I'm like, oh, well, my mother's mom committed suicide and she turned out okay. So I guess maybe it's yeah. not so, yeah. so, so weird. So anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I would, I mm-hmm. just talking about, about uh-huh. just the whole grief thing in general, you have a question on here. What caught you off guard about your grief and how has it changed? Um, if I can skip to that question, that was a little bit further on, but you know, we were talking that um, when you, when you talk about the, in the very distant future in 70 years, when you don't have your parents anymore, 
<laughs> that that, you know, I had the luxury, you know, of there are a couple points I want to make. One, I had the luxury of being able to have adult conversations with my dad that I didn't get to have with my mom. And one of them was he was trying to assure me this would have been maybe like three or so years before he died. He was trying to basically protect me would be a better word because your grandpa Pat missed his grand, his dad, something fierce yeah. <laughs> to the point he really couldn't talk about no. his dad, your great grandpa, Sal. He couldn't talk about Sal without crying and as much. And so he was trying to, he, we had this conversation and he was saying, you know, you don't get so close to me, Linda. And it's like, you know, that ship sailed. I'm there. <laughs> but I also had to let him know that it, it's the normal thing. I didn't want him. I, you know, we watched as both. Uh, we had our Aunt Martha die, and we watched her, her parents deal with that loss. And then our mom, we watched her dad deal with that loss. And even though they were 40, and I, I think Martha probably wasn't even, or like our mom was probably 10 years older than Martha when she died. And Martha was like, not quite. Not I think quite she was 40. like 39. Yeah. And so, you know, that's such a, it's just, even if, I don't care. I think if, if, if your mom gets to live to be 200 and you go at 170, she's going to be devastated because it's not yeah. the normal order of things. Oh, if Ellen dies. First. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So what I was trying, what I told that is, you know, I'm not going to love, and I don't, I mean, that part of my life, I don't love the fact that I don't get to have my dad around anymore. That's not great, but it's, he, he had to go first. And that's what I told him. I said, you know, it, it, he, I don't want you to miss me. So it has to be you. And, and I said, and it's like, I'm not going to love it, but the, we don't get, I don't want it to be the other way around. And being, that has helped because I had that opportunity to have that and that and many other conversations with Grandpa Pat, that allowed that one to be a little bit different. But I also, I was, I had my, my little notes here. It's like, you know, I'd gone through, we had a lot, lot of people die in the 80s. If not both your mom and I, then, you know, I had additional ones that I'd lost. And it was like, man, they were just going every which way it seemed like. It was just a tough decade. And so I thought, you know, by the time dad was, you know, we were dealing with dad. It's like, ah, I've been down this road. I can deal with that. But it's not. Every loss is different. There's nothing there. The only thing that's the same is that you lost somebody you loved. Outside of that, it's all different emotions. It's all different mm -hmm. experiences for me. It's all unique. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. and you just got to plug on and figure you're lucky enough that you love somebody. That's then, true. You know, yeah. that's a, it's a good thing that you had that relationship in your life. And then it's part of life that you're going to have to deal with that loss. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't want to not have anybody in my life. Mm -hmm. That's worse. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Luckily, I don't walk down that path. Yeah. So. Yeah. There is a pretty striking difference between how your mom died and how Grandpa Pat died. To where your mom was sudden and unexpected and Grandpa Pat was sick for a few years before he finally did that, do you feel like that affected the way you grieved or even what you needed? Poor grandpa, I, he was just so wasting away. It, and, you know, Linda said, you don't want to tell someone it's a blessing that they died, but. Well, you don't want to assume that for them. But <laughs> you can say it for yourself. <laughs> I loved it. He was, he, he was fun to be with. He was joyous. His grandkids loved him but it was time for him to go, <laughs> you know, and I didn't think I'd be sad, but the only time I cried was at the church when we finally just had the, put the coffin up there at the very top of the, at the altar. And, but other than that, I was okay. You know, it was just, it was time. Mm -hmm. He'd had a good life and he did. He wanted to live to be 3,029 <laughs> years old. Yeah, he never wanted to die. And yeah, yeah my joke is that he didn't want to be um, cremated because he's still hoping for a cure. Oh, God. So if yeah. there's a cure, he would want us to bring him up now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he's just a, he's just a crack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's part of the, the thing for me is to be able to, you know, share those joyous stories because of, you know, he, he was such a fun dad.
you know, and yeah. you, your mom and I've talked about, you know, how our growing up, you know, that there would be, you know, whatever memories we would have, certainly of mom, that if the, the funny stories would be of dad, you know, if there was something funny happening, it was dad was somewhere or another related. You, know, you were talking about the cooking the hamburgers. <laughs> oh my God. So, you know, okay. Now let's go back to the vacations. Okay. So this is a mom and dad story. Okay. All right. So we don't go on vacations hardly ever. All right. So sorry, this is really has nothing to do with death and dying, but you have to listen to the story. <laughs> okay. So, all right. So we would go to Topeka. My dad worked at a golf course. And so in the summer, he also, we also love the sun because, you know, there's no such thing as sun can, you know, skin, skin cancer. cancer. Okay. Right. Hadn't been invented yet. So, so it hadn't been invented. So we would go to a hotel in Topeka for like two or three days. We would just swim in the outdoor swimming pool it was awesome we'd have a great time so this one year we decided we're going to go someplace different we're going to des moines have we have you heard this story before i don't know yet, okay but I think so. so we pile in the car and we it must be kind of later in the afternoon evening mm -hmm. we drive to des moines it's now dark and guess what des moines has all indoor pools <laughs> guess what we ain't staying in des moines so we turn the car around this was before we have little google people to help us to know how to get to topeka via des moines and we <laughs> turn and we drive to topeka <laughs> to have our outdoor pool where we can get our suntans and yes. and yes anyway yeah. so so yeah. but but that mom was part of that and yeah. for some reason i think she did linda doesn't think that that was she she thought mom would be happy staying in des moines i thought mom decided that we could. oh yeah i just know that there was no staying I'm yeah not, i don't yeah. know they, that was a gross oh, oh i think it was because our mom really didn't get uh she wouldn't wasn't out there in the sun no, she didn't she like couldn't get much sun she no. would burn so that was why i was thinking <laughs> maybe yeah yeah and now she died in 1980 there was the most god awful heat wave in the summer yes. of yes. That's right. It was. <laughs> it's, you're she very lucky. That's right. You're in the ground where it's nice and cold because it's really hot up here. <laughs> that's where again, see that sense of humor? <laughs> so. So, so different. Yes. Yeah, so it's, you know, grandpa Pat, it was time to move on. So mm -hmm. we, you know, we all, you knew grandpa Pat, you guys had a relationship. It was so, it's just so nice that our, you know, my children knew grandpa Pat and you guys had that relationship. And that was so awesome that the grandkids would go over there and go visit him. Just so, so wonderful for me. And I think Linda too, just, to know because grand he just thought that was wonderful yeah he just loved his grandchildren and i just wanted to have a conversation so if we didn't answer something i really don't mind oh actually well, here's a good one mom yes here's a good one mom yes we hit on this a little bit but how did did your grief i mean did it change when you had kids you talked a little bit about trying to figure out how to tell us but then did your kind of relationship with that death did it change or did you you know, did I wish you knew my mom? Maybe, but as Linda and I have discussed, you know, she would be that unhealthy person. So do I want you to know that unhealthy person? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And that's where, you know, I talk about the if game and that yeah. you will never win the if game because you always have the, the result be better than what reality was, you know. It's so. like they should have sent Gordon from the third. <laughs> no, yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, and if you, if you if that into your, yeah, because I think that, you know, so Sue and I, we've talked about, yeah. you know, mom. And yeah, what, what would you, have happened? You, we, we could romanticize that, you know, oh, she would have been there, and yeah. that, but then we have to realize or... that you get the full package. And that's maybe not the yeah maybe uh, maybe we wouldn't have wanted her there like no no yeah. I think that it's pretty easy though for people to romanticize stuff sure. and to just say oh you know if only this yeah and this, right da, 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 da. yeah yeah you talk you ask the question about yeah. you know having time to prepare 
And I think it's like you know, what Sue was saying is that we didn't have a, you know, it was a blink and our mom's gone and we're young and we're trying to sort things out. It's a years for the loss of our dad, you know, so we'd lost grandpa Pat mm -hmm. before he physically had left. You know, his, as much as we, you know, the funness, the, that, that, that was gone, you know, so now the, the more recent memories of, of your grandpa are, you know, him not being happy and funny and, and, you know, energetic. And so that loss was a little bit, um, you know, has it, has its, uh, blessing to it. Um, but I've, I've said, I had a friend of mine who I was pretty close to die like a year and a half ago. And the fact that, that that one has really thrown me for a loop when I've lost so many other people, it's just like, why that one? And um, I felt like there was a woman I worked with at, at Hallmark who um, was diagnosed with cancer, died within like three or four weeks, and I never got a chance to see her. And that's been, you know, maybe 15 or so years ago. And I thought, it's like, okay, I've got to make sure that people understand how much I appreciate them and love them while they're here. Because I didn't mm. think that I did a very good job of that with Jackie. And so with Charlotte, when she died so quickly, I mean, I, I feel very lucky that I got to see her Wednesday. And she died on a Monday night um, the following week. That you know, But we weren't thinking that that was going to be it. She was on a trip. Um, and got sick and that was it we talked to her i talked to her over the weekend was able to you know say you know when she you know she when she was diagnosed with this acute leukemia in new hampshire of all places and i was talking she was texting and i did have the chance to say you know i i said can we talk and she said well i'm crying i said well let me just cry with you and i was able to you know we had that conversation which was a very good conversation you know your uncle eric also was very close to Charlotte. He didn't get to have those same conversations. So he dealt with his anger for a, a longer period of time than I did. Um, but it's just, it's, it's, so that's where that it is going to be so different. Every loss is going to be so different. You know, I don't know what it'll be like if I'm not the first sibling to go. I don't know what that would be like to lose a sibling. I've never lost one, you know, so what's that? And that's a whole nother thing, you know, will that be? And then like you talk about the preparation time. So, you know, with, Charlotte, we had known she'd been sick, but we were under the impression that she was doing better. She knew, um, you know, so she dies on November 13th. On Halloween, we were all out to dinner, and she knew something funny was going on that there wasn't. She was, she cried a little bit, but she was a little melodramatic, so we weren't sure, you know, is this Charlotte? Is this, you know, it's just, uh, so it's just surprising how hard, and I, so that's, again, I go back to, I do not know for your grandpa, Grandma Schwartz, who've lost two children. You know, that has got, that's just the worst kind of loss. And if I'm feeling like this from losing a friend that I'd had for 30 years, what's that's going to be like? You know, for, it's got to be with quadrillion, billions up worse for people who lose their children. And so it's one thing if you lose a child when they're, you know, if you're 90 and they're 70. 70. It's another thing when you're every 10 years, we talked a little bit about it at work because I have a coworker whose nephew committed suicide not that long ago. And, you know, he was 30, just, just like that. You know, and he's feeling like, oh, you know, I should have said, made sure that Alex knew how much I appreciated him and loved him. You know, you, that's one thing I've learned. I want to make sure you know how much I love you, my dearie. And I think you do. Um, that would be, <laughs> that's right. you yeah. know, but I think that that's just the important thing is to make sure that you just don't know when the, that's you true. hear about car accidents Yeah, in a blink, those people were gone and there, there are guarantee every time there's somebody who was left with a, Oh man, I wish yeah. I would have done or said yeah. something. So it's not going to say it's not, it's not easy. So um, we would talk about, you know, what helped us with, with mom, you know, we talked just having Sue there, um, our dad, you know, and people, by work, the virtue of the fact that I worked for Hallmark, I will oh. say, you know, I got more cards than anybody, especially with, with mom dying because I was so young, it's, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But I, you know, you get a lot, those cards really are, or just a note, it doesn't have to be a card, but just a note, something that's physical and you can still touch a little bit later on. Those are the ones, you know, I'll hold on to mm. uh, a note that I've gotten from, 
you know, a great a grandma or a grandpa. I, have, I still have a few of those just because you want to have that little bit of a touch. And I think that that's, you know, that physical thing is something that um, probably is not, we don't realize it because we can be instantaneous and I can send you a text really fast and say, hey, mm -hmm. good job, you know, great. And I don't have yeah. to worry mm -hmm. about what's your address. Mm -hmm. But that physical mm -hmm. thing of different, mm -hmm. that's a, that's a, that's a really, it can, mm -hmm. it's just something that you can hold on to. It's a memento. So yeah, mm -hmm. I should do that more often. <laughs> <laughs> I get a math price. I know. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you know, what stands, what a friend shouldn't, shouldn't do. I think we've talked about that. It's just, you know, listen, listen, listen. But, but actually back, go ahead. You know, and I don't do that 10 cards as often. I should but you know on the day of their death that probably you know go ahead and send a card and actually uh -huh. you know john and cindy i don't know if you remember this uh they lost they had a miscarriage she was like six months along mm. and so yeah that the baby i mean was like little i and they it was a boy and they actually named him jacob mm. um but yeah, and it was right before Thanksgiving, and that's when they came to our house for Thanksgiving, and no one knew what to say. And I just remember John saying, "It doesn't matter what you say; we can't feel any worse." You, you know, mm -hmm. it does. You know, you it, you know, we 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 can't feel any worse. And actually, for them, I got made some little plaque that said Jacob on it, mm -hmm. and I gave mm -hmm. it to them. Mm -hmm. um, but. Um, but, you know, just, they're going to remember, you know, Holly, you know, Holly knows that her, when her dad, you know, died, Holly knows when her, you probably don't know when it, her, his birthday is, but, but, you know, or even just, who Father's. knows, mm -hmm. yeah, Father's Day, mm -hmm. or maybe her just, birthday. or, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. or who knows, maybe on, you know, August the, you know, mm -hmm. 13th, <laughs> who knows, you know, just, you know, just yeah. because, you know, just say, I'm thinking of you, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that, that, you know, that would, you know, just want to drop you line just thinking of you and I think that I think the first year of a loss is also the hardest because you've never gone through a Father's Day without your dad mm -hmm. you've never gone through your birthday you've never gone mm -hmm. you know you never gotten a promotion without your dad you know what I'm saying so uh, and nothing we promotions did. are yeah. every year but you know those those You're milestones not. yeah it's <laughs> for Ellen but you know those milestones are things that you know that would be that's the first time and then you can at least go back and say okay well last year I made it through mm -hmm. fourth of July mm -hmm. you know and then that was you know maybe the, the, yeah, the person's knows? special yeah, day so you yeah, know it's a just, yeah, yeah just, the first time through of anything i can remember the first time i was sick without mom yeah and it was like what i know i'm not used to yeah. this you know yeah. I, i'm 21 at I that know. Point and i'm thinking i should be old enough to handle this but like what? i know it is hard <laughs> <laughs> and that's where you know for you to not yeah. have your mom when you were pregnant you know that yeah. would be the person that you would have wanted to share yeah. that with yes. and that's yes that was hard so yeah I don't know if it would have been good, but <laughs> I don't know if she would have been any help. <laughs> but she got through it a bunch. That's right. What else did you have written down? Did you say everything that you thought about? I don't know. This is Linda. She's yeah. so thorough. Yes. She did such good homework. Old star, when I see you next. Let's see, Dad. When do you miss them most? And mm -hmm. I would say, you know, I, Sue kind of talked about this the other day when we were talking, you know, that something will happen that'll cause you to think of them. Mm -hmm. I, and you don't really, I, I don't know that I can mm -hmm. recall that minute, but it's like when that happens, I just say privately, you know, it's just like, oh, hi, dad. You know, hi. So I'm glad to have you in my, in my brain right now. I'm mm -hmm. glad to have you in my mm -hmm. heart right now. You know, it's just so, mm -hmm. it, you mm -hmm. don't know. And there probably are not so many things that would remind us of mom because again, it's, you know, no, we're talking, you know, for 40 years years ago and and we have found chosen to just be a little bit um happy you know just get through it and laugh about yeah. that more than dwell on the the satin you know we the the cry over spilt milk oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> the saying you know you don't cry over spilt milk you know and we laugh about it. it's like well in our we house did. You, you did <laughs> yeah yeah that, that was part we of have, the meticulous memories yeah. of yeah. you know that five, was a big deal yeah five kids there's milk being spilled <laughs> it's pretty regular <laughs> and it was a big yeah that was that that was not it was not a like it was a big deal uh-huh uh-huh okay
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't mean that the glass broke or anything. It was just milk on no. the floor. No. What advice do you have for your friends? I think I would say don't shy away from experiencing your loss. It's a part of everyone's life. If we're lucky enough, and we said this earlier, if we're lucky enough to have people we care for, we will put and be put in the position of hurting when they pass. Yeah. Well, I, in that regard, it's like, you know, having a boyfriend. I, if you don't put yourself out there and like someone, you know, you're never, you're going to get hurt, but you're never going to experience that love either. So, and, and that's, you know, you, you have parents and some parents are good and some parents are bad and some parents are with you for forever and some parents are gone, be, you know, sooner than you want them to be gone. Mm -hmm. It's just, mm -hmm. but you know, losing someone is, is hard, but as a friend, you just, you know, are just be there, just being present with someone and just letting them say whatever they want. And the other thing is, and sometimes Grandpa Pat wasn't very good with this, but when you talk to that person, let them talk to you and don't you start turning it into mm -hmm. about you. Because I would try to talk to grandpa about boys or whatever. And all of a sudden we're <laughs> talking about grandpa. Okay. And that's not helping me much. I mean, that's nice grandpa, but you know, we're talking about me. And so, but that, I mean, I know that's funny, but it's not. I never even tried talking to him about boys. <laughs> but whatever it is, you just, you know, you're talking about Holly. You know, you might want to go, well, you know, take a little bit of a, and this is just kind of life advice, actually. Like, well, yes, I, this happened to me, blah, blah, blah. And like maybe two sentences about you to help relate so that Holly doesn't think she's completely crazy. But then whoever you're talking about, whether it is a boy or a job or death, mm -hmm. it, then you let them tell their story. Mm -hmm. You'll have your turn soon enough. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm but yeah. be a good listener and being a good listener is very hard to do it's a skill yes i think you both listen very well actually i don't think i ever with you two i never had to really fight my way back to say it's like okay but actually what i needed to say i'm thankful i'm quite thankful for that actually i try very hard to be a good listener She's a good listener. She's got, <laughs> she got me through a lot of things. It's like when she's saying she was talking to dad, I was talking to her. <laughs> I knew not to talk no. to dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh. Anything else you want to know? <laughs> Thanks for having us. Thanks for being on this. I think it's, I've told several people, it's just been an honor to talk to people about this because it's very personal and not always easy to talk about. So thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sorry for Your Loss. For links to any referenced sources, articles, or websites in this episode, visit sorryforyourlosspod.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at sorryforyourlosspod. What did you think? How have you grieved? What helped? Record a message and email it to sorryforyourlosspod at gmail.com and it may be featured on an upcoming episode of this podcast. Sorry for Your Loss was created and produced by Ellen Schwartz with moral support from Holly Mills. Thank you for listening and spread the word. If you really loved what you hear, be sure to subscribe or leave a five-star rating.